Welcome to Challenge Accepted, a new podcast series from the CBF, which has been developed from the experiences of families in and around Kent. Whilst working with families around the topic of their own well-being, we heard loud and clear that a lot of advice and support around well-being isn't really that helpful. When do I find time for a yoga class? How can I plan time for myself? Who's going to take care of my child? And how do we share time as a family? Ultimately, we found the biggest thing that helped was sharing experiences with other families and finding out what worked for them. So here it is, challenge accepted. Second episode of our podcast, Challenge Accepted. Last week, we heard from Sean and Sarah, the couple who turned their story into an amazing BBC TV series. But for the rest of the series, we'll be talking to those who haven't had a chance to tell their story yet. We'll be hearing about their amazing lives, caring for their relative. This week's episode is for anyone who might be having a day where they think, I can't face going out. I just want to sit in my safe, predictable home because being in the outside world with my son or daughter feels too much. Kate tells us about the challenges of navigating days out with her daughter's obsessions and how over the years, her daughter's 18 now, she's been more upfront and honest with her family and friends about what to expect on a day out with them. We've called this episode In Boating Ponds and Ornamental Pools and here's why. Hi Kate, really nice to meet you and thank you so much for uh, agreeing to talk to us. Yeah, nice to meet you. It's your daughter, isn't it, um, that you're um, caring for? Yes, I have a teenage daughter. Called Madeline. So first of all, it would be really good, like just to tell us a little bit about Madeline really. So how old she is and and what she likes doing and everything. Um, Madeline's 18. she has severe learning difficulties and unfortunately despite lots of tests and genetic tests and everything no one's been able to understand why that is so she doesn't have any other diagnosis really apart from um apart from her severe learning difficulties that's another issue right because having a diagnosis can help access certain types of provision uh, but she is a lot she's by and large, a happy uh, young lady, lively, joyful. She's physically mobile and she can she can talk. I mean, it's a little bit repetitive and uh, kind of limited, but um, she has got some speech and that's, that's lovely. And uh, what does she like? She loves uh, books. She loves singing. She loves music. Um, Parties. Uh, actually, she likes a party. Um, she has some difficult um, times, I guess, understanding what's going on around her. And that leads to her behaving in ways that um, that I guess are the only options sort of available to her, whether that's pushing someone out the way if she doesn't want to do something, running away from a scenario, um, challenging another child or an adult if they're annoying her so um yeah it's it's it has its moments yeah yeah and um you said madeline's 18 now is she yes she is so 
yeah is she still um is she still at school or college or? she's in her final year at her residential special needs school so she um we're, we're just beginning the transition process at the moment and our wish would be she goes on to the residential college which is co-located and um has the same kind of yeah, 24-hour curriculum, right, they call it, um, so that actually what she's learning in the residential setting prepares her for the, the day at school. And that has worked very well these last few years while, while she's been residential there. And um, I think we'd really just like to give her the best chance to continue her education and um, childhood or youth longer and all the services that that come with being in a school or a college, such as behaviour specialists, speech therapists, music therapists, and so on, which I imagine would be quite a job to find and organise personally yes. outside so of a school. orchestrate school. everyone, you know, being being part of her, her care package. So oh, fingers crossed that you can kind of carry on you know, with the familiar setting, you know, that, that she knows and so, and so she can carry on accessing all the things that she needs. Um, so as you know, you know, we're, we're talking um, with this podcast about sort of the, the challenges, but also, you know, the joys, which you've also um, described already of, um, you know, raising a, a child um, who has a severe learning disability. Um, and so I was wondering what, when we're talking about sort of like, going out which in itself can be a challenge what makes a day out with Madeline challenging and how do you overcome those challenges because I'm sure you know as a mum she's 18 now you've got very um probably nuanced ways of, of supporting her that only only families sort of know yes. about yes and uh it's it's a work in progress still but yeah I I've always wanted to get Madeline out safely to places that she wants to go but those places have the potential for incidents to occur and uh, I've been through many of them Um, and I guess the main things I've learned are firstly I need to do research and sometimes a reconnaissance visit before I take Madeleine somewhere Um, for two reasons one she has no sense of danger So where are the entrances and exits? You know, is it near a busy road? Can she run through somewhere? Um, And also because she has certain things that obsess her, and that's something I wanted to talk about today as well, because those things, you think they're going to be there forever, but actually they change and something else becomes her focus. So those are things, both the, the safety aspect of the venue we're going to, and also what's there that's going to grab her attention and maybe distract her so much that we can't get beyond the the entrance maybe. So yeah, I certainly do research and I, I do a reconnaissance if I, if I can. Um, so one of the first things, and this seemed to last forever, she was completely obsessed with water and, uh, you know, you'd go somewhere, I don't know if you'd think fairly innocently and then she would see uh, a lake or even I don't know a pig trough full of water yeah. or a neighbor who had a paddling pool and you know whatever mm-hmm. it was he would just yeah. spot spot the water 
and and go in there, you know, fully fully clothed and everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that lasted for a long time, really, for, for quite a few years, four, five, six years, maybe when she was younger. And so I had to realise I needed to keep a change of clothes for myself in the car, not just a change of clothes for her, because I was in the sea and I was in lakes and I was in boating pools and I was in ornamental ponds at, you know, stately homes. So um, change of clothes for me. Uh, I mean, I don't need it now, but it's always in the boot of my car. So water was the real danger for, for, for many years and, and now n- not at all not in the slightest you know we can walk past a lake and she doesn't try and, and get in it so like a lot of things you never realize that they stopped but somehow you realize that's not ha- happening anymore and I've mentioned to a few parents I've met who've been really worried about their child you know being obsessed with something or other that it can feel like it will always be like that but they can okay it gets replaced by something else (laughs) that thing does does move on so for water was for a while then it was stickers and labels she would just see them anywhere you know in a doctor's appointment she'd see the label on the light that said you know this light has passed its security test or you're in a public toilet and she'd see a label on the sanitary bin, you know, Yeah, you just would see them and peel them off and eat them. And uh, so I was constantly fishing in her mouth for those. And anyway, that, that came and went as well. Um, And the last probably two years, I guess um, it's been books. So that's, that's not a bad thing, actually. It's not so dangerous, but anywhere we go, um, she will just see books and it can be in someone's house. You know, she'll just find where their room is that has, you know, uh, their cookbooks in it or their office or whatever. And she just wants to physically, you know, handle and turn the pages and whatever. Um, but when we're out and about, that that has made my research have to kind of focus on, is there a gift shop so, for example, we used to go to this children's farm and, and it was super. And that was always, always my go to place. You know, if we didn't have anything else to do, that was a great place to go out and see the animals, go on a tractor ride and so on. Anyway, at some point they changed the um, entrance and exit. So you had to go in and out through a gift shop. And the gift shop also went from being just a few little things to being you know, the kind of gift shops we see when we go to, you know, theme parks and everything. Well stocked. And I, you know, Madeleine would immediately just go to the bookcase, start taking everything off. And even if I managed to sort of say, let's choose one, let's choose that, the fact that we were just had to go in and out through that gift shop meant, you know, after a while, we just couldn't, we just couldn't go there. And I did ask if, you know, the staff there, is it possible we can go in a different entrance? And they they kind of tried to do that. But Madeleine remembered there was the, there was the gift shop. So that, um, yeah, that became off limits, actually. And there's, you know, there's loads of places now where invariably uh, there's, there's a gift shop. Right? Yeah, yeah. Some places are completely out of bounds. Um 
we go we always go to a pizza place with her when she when she's home at weekends she likes going there but I have to make sure I park so that she only sees the pizza place she doesn't see there's a supermarket because once she went into the supermarket and ran straight down the magazine and books aisle and she remembers it right she has a good Mm, memory then at some point we had to park somewhere a little bit further along the high street which I thought was safe because it wasn't near the supermarket but she spotted a charity shop that had books and knees in it so she you know she charged in there and you have the you know the lovely volunteers saying excuse me madam you know you can't go there you can't go there and so we just had to well I remember on that particular occasion when she charged into the um, charity shop and grabbed three books and her father was with us at the time and he I just said give give them some money so he just gave them you know 20 quid and they said oh no we have to scan them through the till it's like no just just take it I don't know what price they were but this will more than cover it so she knows charity shops have books Mm -hmm. she knows supermarkets have books magazines Mm -hmm. so in order to keep our regular visit to the pizza restaurant safe and reliable we can only park in one sort of small area by the pizza restaurant so she doesn't have the opportunity to to see or get distracted by those um by those other things yeah yeah so it sounds like Kate it sounds like it's it's constant sort of re-evaluating places you know you might have somewhere like like you said about that farm this is brilliant this is our go-to place and then suddenly something which they would never have thought about that affecting, you know, anyone who's who's going, you know, the farmer just thinking, oh, we can catch people and they might spend some money as they come through our gift shop. But for you, that kind of made that a no go, go place. And so you ha- you're, you're constantly thinking, you know, right, okay, that's not going to work now. Where can we where can we go? And that sounds really difficult. But it sounds like, you know, you're also really good at coming up with solutions and like you said you know you'll go and do a recce of somewhere before you go to make sure that you know there's not like a charity shop that's there that you didn't know about or you don't pass a supermarket entrance um but I think it, it's it's really something that lots of people will probably be able to identify with you know when you said about um Madeleine being um obsessed with water you know i'm sure that's something that a lot of families who um listen to this will be able to identify with and will know because and also you know water it's it's a distraction because it means that you have to sort of like think about is she going to get distracted by it when we're on our way somewhere but i guess also it's dangerous as well if you go running into a puddle there's not much danger but if you go running into a lake then then there's danger there as well so sounds like um you know whilst people with you know non-neurodiverse or typically developing children might just you know pack everything in the car and off we go you're having to do you know a lot more thinking about um you know what 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 could be the potential um issues when you're there and that, that must be exhausting actually Kate <laughs> you know a day out is well, it's, <laughs> it's, day it's out. constant it adds a whole yeah. extra layer and I think you know, probably families who've got toddlers, let's say two or three year olds, could have similar issues, right? Looking out for water, uh, not really wanting to buy them another toy in the gift shop. So I think if, you know, parents who say, oh, yes, you know, my child's like that, you know, yes, but after, you know, two or three or four, they probably 
can you can reason with them or they they kind of move beyond that so I guess I'm you know I'm stuck with someone of a with you know, her mental age is two to three so I have a toddler in a young adult body and um so two things once the kind of you know trying to stop her from running into water or stop her from grabbing all the books off the display that's different with an 18 year old to a two or three year old isn't it Mm. and also the public reaction is is quite different you know at at first glance it's not obvious uh, that she's disabled you know she's of normal height and and build and, and everything um and so you do get a lot of stares um from people um whereas I suppose if it was a two or three year old doing that people can can understand a bit more what's what's going on and you know although people say to me well don't worry what other people you know think or say it it still bothers me actually I mean I suppose my skin has has hardened a bit but not fully and it does it does upset me when you know people are staring at, at what she's she's doing, i.e. this, you know, big teenage girl <laughs> acting like a like a baby as they would as they would yeah. see it. Yeah. I think we've we've spoken to other families who who have told us about that, you know, and, and also saying sometimes you can, you know, take it on the chin and you can go, Oh, I don't really care what people think about but there might be other times where, you know, you might have had a difficult day or you might just feel it be be feeling a little bit more, you know, delicate and it can really you know, affect, if affect you, um, and you're you're actually anticipating my questions, Kate. So this is really nice that the conversation is is going like that because my next question was going to be, you know, how do you, how do you deal with passersby? But what I was thinking, has anyone ever surprised you by being particularly helpful when you've been out and about? You know, you think, oh, this isn't going to go great, and then suddenly someone does something that surprised you. Yes, I mean, I do focus on those because they're few and far between. And, you know, they don't get me down as much as talking about the times when people have been horrible or, you know, criticise me. Um, I've realised that usually the person who comes up who can spot what's going on and tries to help has some experience of children with learning difficulties themselves so two two incidents spring to mind. One was in a supermarket and um, this lady was so beyond helpful saying, do you want me to sit in the car with your daughter while you just finish things off, etc." And I said, gosh, you know, it's so rare someone has, has said that to me. And she worked in a special needs school. And a second occasion was someone whose um, sister had a boy with, with autism. So... In my experience, they've been when when I've had someone spot what's going on, they've had some direct or indirect experience of of learning disabilities. So that's that's my experience. I wish it was. I mean, I wish it was more. <laughs> but anyway, let's let's stay positive rather than going down the track of. Um, uh, upsetting and difficult scenarios yeah but I mean you know it's it's about acknowledging both isn't it you know sometimes people surprise you sometimes you 
you know, might think, right, I don't really want to go out because, you know, last time we went out, there was a negative experience. And maybe you go out and you meet one of those people who is really, really helpful. Um, and um, it's, a, I guess it's about, um, you know, how you, how you keep keep going, isn't it? Because otherwise you might sit at home and not do anything. And sometimes you, you have to sort of go, right, actually, you know, there are sometimes good experiences. Yes, I mean, you know, my my friends and family have seen me very distressed and and injured and with my clothes torn from these incidences. And some of them will say, I don't think you should go out with her again or I don't think you should go out with her alone. And um, I I would go mad, actually, if I just stayed, <laughs> stayed inside yeah. with her. You know, a lot of the time it is just me and her. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it isn't always easy to arrange the weather to be okay, Madeline to be in the right mood and to have a, a carer there all at the same time, you know, to, to allow something to more safely happen. So I think what I try and do is go to places where they're familiar. They're familiar to me, first of all, so I know where the car park is, where the exit is, that sort of thing. And even if we just go for 10 minutes the first time or 20 minutes, you know, one time, we've tried and tested it and we know where the, you know, the routes are. And, you know, something that matters a lot to me as well is knowing where the car is parked. And, you know, thankfully nowadays, most places have, you know, blue badge bays, which are which are conveniently lo- located. Um but there's a museum that I go to quite regularly with Madeleine, an, an open air museum, actually. And the disabled spaces are on site and it's perfect because we drive into the site. So we're already in the site. We don't have to go through the gift shop entrance and exit. And thankfully, she's, she doesn't know it's there yeah. <laughs> down, down that area. She knows where the car is. And we've always got the easy option of just coming back and sitting in the car. And sometimes we've gone there, I always take, you know, sandwiches because she loves sitting in the car, having our sandwich picnic with her music on. And so the safety of the car, where we can park it, it's sort of visible when we're in other parts of the museum and it just provides such a lot of, um, I don't know, sense of safety me that we can just go back there at any point and um, I've realized actually sometimes that even if we just go in there for 10 minutes 20 minutes it might be enough just to settle her again and then she might want to go back out into the museum again and so I've I suppose these days as well I tend well if I have another family who say oh can we come along with you I'll just tell them what our approach is you know, that I won't be able with Madeleine to go around with you and your children, stopping at every exhibition, looking at everything, do it for two hours, then have lunch. So I've got, I guess that this is something I've had to, to practice quite a lot, is being a little clearer and a little bit more, um, what's the word, assertive perhaps, with, you know, if we're going somewhere with an, with another family, um, to have to say this this is what I need to do if this happens I'll go back to the car with Madeleine so don't don't try and do this or don't come after me to do that this is what I'll just need to do um, 
That's, um, really, that's a really good a good point actually about going out with other people because actually you can all enjoy the day together but I guess people just need to realize that it might be a little bit different for you and that there might be things that you guys need to do but they don't have to come with you and sit in the car they can carry on with their day but it's just nice that you're all at the same place and you might you know pass each other and 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 be able to sort of like have a, have a little chat when when everybody's in in the same place so I think that's a really good a really good tip actually you know if you're going out with other people sort of talking about it beforehand and managing everyone's expectations and and not being worried about saying this is how it might go for us but don't worry you carry on with your day and and, and we'll all yeah. enjoy it in our own way and you know it's it's taken me quite a long time to to get there and it's it's mostly because of having had you know these optimistic ideas of going for these perfect family days out you know with with part of my family or with friends and their children and it just all getting so stressful because I'm trying to manage their expectations I'm trying to deal with Madeline I'm trying to stop my own stress levels rising and just and feeling terrible uh, and and then stressing them out because they want they don't know what's going on they don't know how to help so um having had a couple of you know incidents like that where it, it, yeah it, it was difficult it was difficult for everybody I've just taken I suppose ownership of it and said this is this is what I need to to do if this happens you know this is where I'll be I might not be able to answer my phone if I'm still kind of running around with Madeleine um so you know so sometimes actually having a okay here's a meeting point at one o'clock or here's a meeting point at one thirty, um just just in case yeah yeah but but don't get stressed if I'm not there at one thirty because our day is unpredictable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that is that's a really fantastic um, tip. Thank you for sharing that. Um, and we touched upon about how you know it it can be a, a big job, um, you know, going out, but obviously really worth it. And so, how do you like recharge after a day out? What? How do you sort of like maybe take time for yourself, or you know, what things do you do? um well I suppose the safety of the car or the safety of the house are kind of important and if yeah get getting Madeleine quiet and calm and safe then affects how I feel I've um you know I have started to realize that my my moods and emotions seem to follow so directly from from her um so I think just trying to create a kind of calmer space you know whether it's back at back at home um put some music on or put a film on and you know just try and give us both a little bit of um space um so I'm not sure that's a very good answer. I'm not full of I'm not full of tips on on that front. <laughs> no, no, like no, but it's it's what works for you, isn't it? And I think a lot of people will be able to relate to that. Like, if they're okay, I'm okay. If they're calm, I can take some time being calm. So I think that's um, you know a really good tip. I've got a couple of couple more questions um, that I've asked everyone that I've spoken to um, for this podcast. Um, so the first one is. As a, 
a mom and you know a carer to um someone who has a severe learning disability what are you most proud of um in you know in in that role i i think one thing is probably a little bit like we've talked about still wanting to go out and go to places or have a meal out and still allow madeleine to do some of the things that you know other other children or young adults would would be enjoying so i think probably my i don't know courage and perseverance in in still doing those things being able to learn from my errors sometimes and you know ch- changing things over time and I'm sometimes it sometimes takes me quite a long time partly to realize that perhaps her interests have changed as well um but I think just keeping keeping persevering and I suspect I'm most proud of my courage actually in still um in still doing doing things and so you should be Kate I think you know what you've told us is is you know it's inspiring and it will it will help other people to um think about that and you know and keep going as well and not you know not going places because it might be difficult and and things like that which I think is absolutely you know um what should be happening do you know what I think it's it's been really good to hear um you know about how you have overcome and recognized the the difficulties and how you've found a solution and um you know I think lots of the things you've said will be things that people can sort of like relate to but also you know when you're saying about you know going out for a day out with family or or friends um you know I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who don't do that because they think oh it's just going to be a nightmare but actually you know hearing someone talk about well, actually, I've just had to have those difficult conversations and I've just had to say, you know, we'll go together, but you do you and I'll do what I do and we'll all have a good day. And it might be a bit different, but we'll all have a good day and that's all all that matters. So I think, you know, that's really, really helpful. Thank you so much. No, my pleasure. Good luck with the rest of the podcast. Thank you. It's lovely to meet you. Thank you to Kate for speaking so honestly about her experiences. Some great suggestions there. Although it's a challenge, don't avoid going out altogether. Keep a change of clothes in the car and tell your friends and relatives what you need to do to enjoy a day out with them. Here are some other top tips sent into the CBF's Family Carer email network. Link wherever you found this podcast if you want to join that. Don't avoid going out because of what might be. Always take the chance and you could end up having a fantastic time. And if it doesn't work out, you can always go home. The local large cemetery was a favourite place and it was very safe and my child could have some freedom. Go for a walk on my own with the dogs, going rock pooling with the family. They are happy on the beach, it means I can go off and do rock pooling myself while still being close to them. So that's about it for this episode. I just want to say a huge thanks to Kate and also invite you to the next podcast in the series when I'll be talking to Eva about this. 
my gut feeling was don't get the pumpkins but I thought don't be silly this is going to be okay and then I thought you know what you just need to trust your gut feeling if it's you feel it's going to be for good for you you do it if you feel like this is going to complicate things further don't really need to have pumpkin decorations I can just you know decorate in another way and about this it's a pain because you're already saying you know, I'm a stretch and basically to get support you're going to get even more stretch but you have to engage with the system to kind of to have a chance to get that extra support I'm Gemma and this has been Challenge Accepted see you next time Thank you to everyone who featured in this episode, especially the families whose experiences have fed into the series, and to the Collier Ferguson Charitable Trust for supporting us in making this series, and to James Hoodless for producing the podcast. The Challenging Behaviour Foundation is a UK charity focused on the needs of children, young people and adults with severe learning disabilities whose behaviours may challenge and their families. Please visit www.challengingbehaviour.org.uk to find out more.